The views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. The pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Good afternoon, everyone, on this uh, chilly but sunny Monday. <clears throat> Hope you enjoyed uh, Judge Jeanine Piero. We had our last hour, but uh, folks, welcome to the lunchtime. It is The John DePietro Show. This portion of the program, you know, this is a perfect time of year. The summer is over. And if you're thinking of any having any work done around your home, this is ideal weather, as you can imagine. And especially any type of paving, maybe a residential commercial seal coating patios, call J. Perry Paving today. J as in letter J, J. Perry Paving. Find them online. They have a great website. They have a great Facebook page. It's J, letter J, PerryPaving.com. And look for them on Facebook. Always provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Over 20 years' experience specializing commercial paving, residential paving, uh, seal coating, patios, general masonry projects. They're committed. They stay on schedule, and they will exceed your expectations. Call for a free estimate today, J. Perry Paving. Folks, call them 401-732-1730. Now, listen, many of you, uh, let's face it, folks, you're not traveling. We don't know what the uh, the future holds, but investing in your home and whether it's your driveway or the patio, anything that you need paved. I like on their website, they have a great page about residential asphalt driveway, the benefits. You know, you do an asphalt driveway and the snow just, it melts right off. It's affordable, smooth to drive on. It's appealing. It can be recycled, reused. J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730. Free estimate, J. Perry Paving, any project at all. And again, look for their Facebook page and also their uh, website, the letter J, Perry Paving. Well, folks, again, welcome. Uh, good afternoon. Welcome in to everybody tuning in. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. The cough is much better. Uh, on Facebook Live uh, good afternoon, folks. Share that you're watching and give a thumbs up. As you can tell, those that uh, follow me on Facebook, you just go to the Facebook page. It's John DePietro Show on Facebook. No, but a very busy weekend. I want to thank the uh, Rhode Island Corvette Club. Our friend Liliana Dolan was out there with the food drive with our friends at Paul Massey, and they were at the Rhode Island Food Bank. And then yesterday, folks, you saw me. Uh, for those that saw, if you missed it, by the way, you can go to DePetro.com. This is a big day to go to DePetro.com. And again, everybody that's on Facebook, we have a busy week with the Facebook Live that you're going to enjoy a lot. On Wednesday, there's a new Trump store that's opening in the Warwick area. I'm going to be out there on Wednesday afternoon. And then this Saturday is the big Trump rally in Rhode Island. The big guy will not be there, but this is all Trump supporters. This is it. This is the rally. If you are anxious, you want to show you support, meet some other Trump supporters, come out this Saturday. I will be your MC. It is at the Rhode Island State House. It's early. Plenty of free parking around there early in the day, and then there'll be plenty. Listen, it's going to be one of the safest places. It's Providence Police, the State Police. It's this Saturday at the Rhode Island State House. But if you go to Petro.com, number one, you have the video. I was out there yesterday, folks. It's, it's amazing. I go because I want you to hear, and I was the only one doing a live stream, the progressives that were protesting yesterday. I gave up my Sunday afternoon. I wanted to be like many of you, just relaxing and watching Tom Brady and, 
and Tampa Bay. They were the one o'clock game the Patriots uh, were on last night. But no, I went out to cover it, and I'm going to tell you exactly why I did that. And then you can also see this. The only place you can see it, the video, exclusive video, right there at thepetro.com. Go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, and you can see the, uh, the video of the fight that took place and the murder last Thursday at the mall. We're the only ones that have this. Just go and you can see it. Graphic video of violence. And you can see that right there. Also, Ali's Donuts is unable to find workers and then uh, the murder at the mall and so forth. But, folks, yesterday um, I was out there. And I'll tell you, it's um, first of all, there's already a poll out that showed the majority of Americans want the Supreme Court filled. And I don't know about you. Now, listen, Justice Ginsburg, granted, you know, obviously a very filled life, an accomplished individual. Um, made it to the Supreme Court. What more are you going to say? But that said, listen, they, they, they gambled. She was 87 years old. They, here's what they won't say. They thought this whole thing right now is because the progressives, their non-negotiable demands, they thought Hillary was going to win. They thought how historic, <coughs> excuse me, to have Justice Ginsburg and then Hillary Clinton, first female president. That, that's really what it was about. And how many people 87 years old get to stay in their job? She, she's been battling cancer. She hasn't even been able to be on the bench. Like, this is foolish to begin with. If it was the other way around, the progressives would have been screaming bloody murder that a, a conservative justice was hanging on. But that's what they thought. They were betting that Hillary was going to win. And then they were going to be able to get another person. It, it didn't happen. There was a woman. I posted the video. She's screaming and crying. What is wrong with these adults crying, crying? The Justice Ginsburg. She's 87 years old and she died of cancer. Her body gave out on her. How? Why couldn't she hold on until January? As if, see, to them, Biden's going to win. That is the problem. See, they don't believe in elections. They don't. It's like Cicilline. So what did Cicilline say? We shouldn't even have an election. That's really their mantra. This is the elitism. They don't. And, and when there is an election, they think they know the outcome of the election. For instance, you go back four years ago and it was, of course, Hillary's going to win. That was the reaction. Now, let's just wait till January when Biden is the president. They never think you should speak out. They never think that you should even get a vote. That's why this whole scam that we're going to talk about, Nellie Gobia with these mail ballots, it's disgraceful. And the media won't even call her out on it. It's all mail. It's, it's voter fraud is what it is. Create confusion and just flood the zone with as many mail ballot applications as you can. That's what it's about. But there are people it's done by design. But just stay with Ginsburg for a moment. Listen, they gambled and lost. Because they thought Hillary was going to win, and when Hillary lost, now they were just kind of stuck, and they've been holding out. And here it is September, and her body gave out, and she died, and Mitch McConnell and the president have the right to fill that seat, and they absolutely should fill that seat. So yesterday, I went out, and there they are, a gathering at Burnside Park, and Aaron Rugenberg and all the progressives. Now, I'll give them credit for one thing. They certainly mobilized very quickly. They had 250, 300 people out there in like a day's notice. That's pretty good. It is on a Sunday afternoon. 
But some of the signs, you know, that one woman standing there, and if you saw, if you missed the coverage, you can go to petro.com and I have the video up. You know, this is how Hitler started. And they're always, like, sounding the alarm. This is desperate, and we must do something. And it's such a desperate situation. And, oh, my God, if we don't do something, I mean, they, do you want to talk about drama queens? They are the ultimate drama queens of this of this whole thing and, and, and screaming as if, you know, we're losing all. What rights have they lost? Can anyone answer that question? What have they lost since President Trump has been the president? They haven't lost any right. We're going to lose all of our we're not, you know You haven't lost anything. It's all made up. They just make things up. And these people that go along with it. So I was out there yesterday and listening to all this foolishness. <laughs> Oh. And how does Archie say because man feels like we've been fighting for a long time now. And so many of you deserve a chance to tap out for a little while. Right? We've been fighting for so long. You've been fighting for so long. The president's been trying you had eight years under Obama to get things done. It's not our fault that you didn't. You know, the same thing someone sent me a good text with, with Biden complaining about how to fix Obamacare. You, you were there with a front row for eight years. What were you doing, Joe Biden? Let me just get some of this. Oh, there's me talking. You know what's amazing? They're, they're always they're always fighting. They're always fighting. Cicilline, I have been. They're always they picture themselves as fighters. They picture themselves as victims, as martyrs. But they're always fighting. We are in the fight for our lives. Over what? What are you? We've been fighting, and we're nonstop fighting. Yeah, the fighting that's been going on has been in the streets. The fighting, the looting, and the burning. What rights have you lost? You've destroyed Portland. You've destroyed New York City. Downtown Providence is still a wreck. Marching around, there's still so much of it that's boarded up. We're, we're fighting, and we're, we're not tired of fighting, and we're going to keep fighting. That, that's all they talk about. What, what rights have you lost? You know, people that are gay, crying on online. Oh, my God, my rights are being taken from me. There's not going to be any rights left. For our daughters, for our children, what what world are you living in? Does anyone have any idea what they're talking about? They're always just fighting. If we've seen any forms of fascists, it was this summer with the protesters. They've lost their minds. None of it makes sense. Uh, 
They have the presidency and they have the Senate. That's what they have. Then he gives them what they're supposed to be saying. Notice everything's fighting. Everything's war with this crowd. You know, no wonder they're operating this way in the streets. Everything is a fight. Everything's a war. We've been fighting. Where it's a war. They're the, they're the most unhappy people you've ever met. The Trump rallies are bright. The Trump rallies are patriotic. The Trump rallies are filled with enthusiasm. This crowd with their signs. This is how Hitler started. Women losing rights. Gays. God. And now this is when they're going to go after White House and Reid. But they are far from being powerless in the ability to fight this illegitimate seizure fight. of our courts. Seizure of our courts. Seizure of the courts. Even his most basic business, every senator needs to consent. And that means that our senators, including and particularly Senator Jack Reed and Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, have the power to grind that chamber to a halt. See, if they can't win, and that is uh, Aaron Rogenberg. Now, he ran for lieutenant governor. He worked for Mayor Alorza. He's a big progressive. But, folks, notice, if they can't win, then you grind it to a halt. If you're going to lose the game, then you stop the game. Zero. That's not fair. You know, it is temper tantrums. There's a pathetic story that I'm going to get to in, in just a moment. So anyway, that was yesterday. And I went out there. And, uh, you know, but especially the woman with the sign. This is how Hitler started. They've been calling Trump and folks. Good afternoon at 1220. They've been calling President Trump Hitler from the beginning. And like I have um, mentioned, I have um, spoken with. Oh, good. We're going to. uh Speak with Paris Denard, Republican National Committee Senior Communications Advisor, is going to join us coming up at 1230. But they, they've been throwing out the Hitler line. And as someone that, as many of you know, I've, I've worked with the Rhode Island Coalition for Israel. Folks, think about that. Here it is. You know, they started Rugenberg in the um, in after the president was inaugurated in January of 2017. That's when he got up and he talked about Nazi rot. And they were saying that then. They were saying it in January of 17. This business of calling the president and his supporters Nazis. And if, if, we're, if we're tired of anything, it's tired of listening to that rhetoric. It goes beyond the pale. It is beyond. It's, it's so ridiculously and ridiculous and insulting. And like many of you, you, you just get tired of this. It, it, it is so beyond the pale to keep referring to the president as Hitler and Nazi. You know, Hitler, I don't, I don't have to get into it, um, you know, killed six million people. Why, what, what type of person would even mention that as what exactly has the president done? 
And they were saying this at the border when we were stopping people. This is like, you know, Auschwitz. It's always Treblinka and Auschwitz with them. It's always the Holocaust. And meanwhile, you know, there was a poll that came out uh, about a week ago that said 75% of high school students were unaware of the Holocaust or basic details about it. And I am telling you, a big part of that is because it has been, the horror of it has been eradicated by progressive like this that just throw everything like it's Hitler and it's the Nazis and this is like the Holocaust all over again. And it's like death camps and blah, blah, blah. And my God, there's such drama queens. But as a result of that, it when when high school kids see like what are they talking about, it, it minimizes the horror that made up that. But there was no shortage of that yesterday. And folks, also no shortage of Catholic bashing. And this is something else the local media, you know, first you had the local media kept calling them peaceful protesters. The new thing is because of the the main nominee for President Trump, she's a a Catholic, she has seven children, she's very accomplished. Um, They were already starting to be overtones of Catholic bashing that start to feed into that. You know, they're they're just so brazen and repulsive. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, straw. Cornstalks, sugar pumpkins, carving pumpkins, gourds, large and small, fall arrangements and crafts, mums and kale, ready to go. It's all at Rhode Island's number one garden center, and it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. It's Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Pop in and see them. Look for them on Facebook. Then their uh, website is prmaterials.shop. So, of course, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, folks, this is all like a big call to arms. I don't think this is a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing that uh, the, the, the I believe this is going to become, this is the new dynamic within the race for president. And and I think it's an important one, and I think it's one that could benefit the president. Because now they're realizing, I think people are going to realize, some of the people that are independent voters <clears throat> that maybe have been saying, you know, I don't like the tweeting and all this other stuff. But I think they're realizing, do you really want this person deciding sure the court? can stay in this country and that families This is AOC. The, the the path to citizenship that they deserve, this is our entire livelihood that could be shaped by the next 60 or so days, 45, 44 days until the election, a few more until the ACA case is being heard on the Supreme Court. This is one of the most important times that we have had for everyday people to stand up, not just from everyday working people, but all the way up to the House. Representative Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. We all need to be more courageous, and we all must must act in unprecedented ways to make sure that, that our rights are stabilized. And to Mitch McConnell, we need to tell him that he is playing with fire. We need to make sure that this vacancy is protected, that our election continues and that the American people have their say. Now, I want to, um, good afternoon, everyone. At 1225, it's John DePietro. We're going to talk to uh, Paris Denard coming up just a moment, momentarily, who is, uh, by the way, if you missed the, we had Judge Jeanine Piero last hour, we will have it posted uh, up on the website and then it it will be online. But something that needs to be clarified is, um, do you notice there's a, a constant theme 
with the progressives, with the with the Democrat Party. And it's it's folks, these are threats. They were saying over the weekend that if the Trump administration and the Senate Republicans, if they move ahead with filling the nomination, we're going to burn it down. And what did she just say? You're playing with fire. There is a constant theme here and threat that involves fire and involves burning things down. We know what that means. Think about that. As we've come off since Memorial Day, all the unrest and the fires and torching police cars and torching police precincts. What what is this that they keep bringing it back to fire? You're playing with fire. If we don't get it, we're going to burn it down. That, That certainly sounds like a threat to me. Sounds like threats of violence to me. And that's what people have to realize. Are you really on board with that crowd? Everything becomes, that's a very serious threat to make. If they move ahead with this, we're going to burn it down. If he moves ahead with this, he's playing with fire. It's always fire. It's fighting. It's war. It's we're going to burn it down. And they're saying this in the cities where they've demonstrated that they're willing to do that, correct? Now, again, I, I just want to make a quick mention. If you, uh, Judge Janine, we had her on earlier. If you missed it, we'll have it on the website, dipetro.com. And again, remember, dipetro.com is brought to you by Operation Made. One veteran at a time. Go to the website. Operation Made is this incredible link where these are all products. Click on that link. It's all products made by veterans. And they're beautiful, beautiful items. There's one that have, if you live in Cranston, you get a nice sign that says Cranston or wherever you live, different towns. There's uh, tremendous things there at the website. And also, folks, brought to you by Mills Coffee. Click on that. That's a Rhode Island success story. Mills Coffee Roasters. They're local. They have an incredible story. It's a direct link to them. So we're going to talk to the Trump campaign. But this is what we're dealing with. This is the type of talk that we're dealing with. And I, I it shouldn't be lost that Senator Reid is up for re-election. Senator Reid, is, uh, his election is... Is the is this is November right? We're we're very close now to the the November election, but this was the progressives poking the two of them, Reed and White House, and going in front of their offices. Granted, it was on a Sunday, but going in front of their offices and screaming as if they are saying the message I got yesterday. And I'll play some more of the sound, but they want Senator Reed and White House to just start like rolling around on the Senate floor like maniacs or blocking the door. And they're, they're saying that nothing is above, you know, they, they are calling for violence. I'll tell you, that's exactly what that is. And there's no other way to interpret it. When they talk about fighting and war and we're going to burn it down and you're playing with fire, they are encouraging violence over the Supreme Court pick. And these people that have lost their mind, I want to play some of the sound of it, but the, the language prohibits me being able to play some of the sound of them crying and screaming and how could she die and all this other foolishness. She was an 87-year-old woman with cancer. How many people, 87 years old, she hadn't been on the bench in a while, let alone the COVID situation. This whole business of Justice Ginsburg, it is, they have completely gone off the rails here. Completely gone off the rails. But how much of this are we supposed to listen to? All of these threats See, they 
they don't believe it, it. Everything is fine as long as they're getting their way, whether it is that Aaron Rogenberg or whether it's AOC or obviously like a Congressman Cicilline, Bernie Sanders, everything. Their idea is you sit and listen and they talk and it's non-negotiable demands and they'll approach things and say this is non nope, non-negotiable. Green New Deal. No, no, no. That, that's how serious this is. No negotiation. You have to do just what we say or we're going to burn the cities down and you're playing with fire and we're going to war. I mean, it's one threat after another. How do you tell the difference? <clears throat> but I think I truly think this whole if with the Supreme Court becoming the dominant issue. I think it plays to the president's strength because then people start to realize that the nominee he puts forward, why, why shouldn't that person be put on the court? What do you mean you wait until Biden gets in? See, look how insulting they are. Who says that Biden's even getting in? <clears throat> These people, they're not for Biden. They're just against the president. What I saw yesterday, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Monday. They, they don't have a candidate. They know he's weak. They know it's, it's Biden in the basement. They are not, that group that was there yesterday, they're not for Biden. And, and listen to the way they talk. They can't be controlled. They are a mob. You're playing with fire. We're going to war. If we don't get our way, we're going to burn it down. You, mean, you think Biden's going to be able to control this force? No. There's one individual that can control this force, and it's the current president. That's who it is. Folks, that's what we are. You know, let this happen now. Because now we're truly going to see, let people see what we're really up against. And let's also, I like the fact, let them be exposed for just how nuts they are. Let them absolutely be exposed for everyone to see, you know, the crying, the carrying on, the screaming about Ginsburg dying. Why couldn't she hold on? I mean, these, these people are absolutely certifiable is what they are. And all the temper tantrums, I'm going to tell you a story. And actually right now, as we're waiting for, uh, we're supposed to hear from Paris Denard, Republican uh, National Committee Senior Communications Advisor. Um, We're going to be talking a lot with the campaign folks as as it proceeds in there. there, By the way, there is a lot of activity in New Hampshire, which is a good thing. But this story is... um, I think the story is embarrassing. Rage room event on the Salve Regina campus. Yeah, it's called temper tantrum. It's called immaturity. With so many things to fuel the outrage. Here's the story in the Providence Journal. I'll put it on the uh, Facebook page coming up, folks. So many things to fuel rage and frustration. Students at Salve let it out on the weekend. Plate-throwing rage room. Smash the stress event. All right, folks, we're going um, to talk about that in a moment. But joining us right now, folks, from the um, – joining us right now is Paris Denard with the Republican National Committee. Good afternoon, Paris. How are you? Thanks for having me. Very well. Paris, let's start off with the, the seat. I think it's um, – outrageous just some uh, you know we're hearing like real threats the crowd showing up at senators homes the crowds aoc saying you're playing with fire 
you know, some of these allegations of we're going to burn things down if we don't get our way. It is um, it, it, it's it's nothing but destruction and fear mongering. Well, um, I just think that we have to remember that we are a nation of laws and we cannot let political decisions and outcomes and issues come up that cause that cause but allow people to use it as an excuse to have lawlessness uh to 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 disrupt uh destroy property um i think that we have to remember that this country was built upon the constitution and the constitution says that the president has the authority to nominate people to the Supreme Court and the Senate advises and consents and votes on the, the nominee of the president's choosing. If the Constitution doesn't say that it has to be six months out, two days out, three days, it says whenever there's a vacancy, the president does this. And so this is the president's obligation. And we have to remember that we can't stand for this lawlessness. Right. Uh, it, and it's wrong. Talk a little bit about, I, I think, uh, Paris, that I think this crystallizes thing, and I, I believe it's good for the campaign because some undecided voters, some independent voters that may be on the fence, and some of them that have been swayed that as if President Trump is, you know, not the candidate they thought he was from four, from four years ago. When, when you start to function on this, this is about the battle of the Supreme Court. I think that makes it much larger and that the president is the person that is basically holding back the tide against the progressive. There's no way the Biden team can can control these progressives. Absolutely not. And just to your earlier point, I wanted to put out a tweet that Newt Gingrich put out. And he said that every person who seeks to intimidate, coerce, threaten, or punish senators and their staffs and their families during the Supreme Court nomination process should be arrested and prosecuted since this is a felony punishable by five to ten years in jail. This should be clearly this should be stated clearly now. I just want to point that out because it was really right on to what you were talking about. But looking at President Trump, uh, he is someone who conservatives, Republicans should all get behind. And that's why you see a majority of support for him. But even if you are not a Republican, you have to respect the fact that this president has said and done everything he said he was going to do. He's been so transparent in this entire Supreme Court process from the very beginning, putting out names. I mean, who, who does this? Who says, if I get a nomination, these are the people I'm going to pick. Not just saying these are the types of judges. These are the types of individuals. But he literally said these are the specific people. Right. And then he added 20 names. And so, so progressives are upset because, one, he's the president. Two, he's been so effective. And three... He's, he is putting a, he, a conservative agenda on the ballot. Right. A conservative agenda in policy. Lower taxes, supporting life, uh, being for the common man, bringing jobs back to this country. You know, these things are upsetting to progressives because it goes out of what they want for this country. They want to take it over and change it and radically change it, transform it. But President Trump is a threat to their radical agenda. Folks, we're speaking with Paris Denard, Republican National Committee, um, one of the spokespeople. And, you know, it's interesting, Paris, that um, Amy Coney Barrett, who is so accomplished and a mother of seven and Catholic. I I, um, did a Facebook Live and covered those.
it's already a protest event at RRA yesterday, trying to put pressure on um, on our two senators, Senators Reed and Whitehouse, to block it. But you can't even the amount of Catholic bashing already uh, that was going in. There's this. There's no way this would ever be tolerated with so many other groups on the left that are always preaching about tolerance and everything else. You, you, it's it's embarrassing the amount of Catholic bashing that was already taking place about uh, Amy Coney Barrett. Well, I've, I've seen Catholic bashing. I think one of the nominees is an evangelical Christian, uh, and, and, and I, I, as an evangelical Christian myself, I've seen people bashing her because of the church she attends. Yep. They, you know, they, they believe in prophecy and speaking in tongues, which is all biblical. I mean, this is offensive, and this is what they do. They, 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 they go after people's religion. They go after people's uh, uh, and, and their faith. They go after people's uh, uh, political leanings. And so, if they're, uh, you know, they say they want they support women. They say they support minorities, but they have to be liberal women. That's right. And liberal minorities. Yes. If you're a black conservative or you are a woman who supports uh, uh, who's pro life, then you you don't count. You you're, you're, you you don't matter. And that's 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 the that's, that's the intolerance that we see from the left, the close-mindedness of the left. And so they say they, you know, they want a woman on the Supreme Court, but they, with the liberals and the left say, they really they want their type of woman. They want a liberal, extreme woman on the court. Uh, if they, they, they talk about diversity, but they do not talk about diversity of thought. And that's the problem that we have. Paris, that is an excellent question. Before I let you go, unless I'm mistaken, yeah. I don't think uh, I don't think Joe Biden has released anyone that he would have potentially put on the court. Well, it, it's unfortunate because the, the, the people deserve to know, and I don't know why Joe Biden decides to continue to hide and lie yep. and, and be behind the truth. But they, he has not put out a list of Supreme Court nominees, and he said that he wants to put a black woman or black women on the court. Well, who are they? Right. I think he's not putting out his list because they're far, far out of the mainstream, far radical, and he doesn't want to, to hurt his chances of winning. But he should be transparent and open like the president. I completely agree. Folks, Paris Denard, Republican National Law Committee. Paris, keep up the great work. Great to talk to you. We'll talk to you again. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, there it is right here on the John DePietro Show. Right now, it's 1240. This portion of the program is brought to you by Berry. Stop into It's My Health in Cumberland or Dave's in East Greenwich and pick up this bottle. I'm holding it up to everybody on Facebook Live. By the way, thumbs up to everybody on Facebook Live. Um, I thought Paris is, is just great. Pick up a bottle of Akai Berry. It's an incredible antioxidant. You can go to their website. It's A-C-A-I-B-E-R-R-I.com. Akai Berry. This will keep you nice and healthy. Incredible antioxidant. It replenishes your body. Pick up a bottle today of Akai Berry, available at It's My Health in Cumberland and also Dave's in East Greenwich. Folks, it's John DePietro on this Monday. And I want to get to, uh, th- this story is just embarrassing. Um, at Salve, I started to mention that they set up this, <clears throat> this rage kickoff, rage room, smash the stress event. Listen to this quote. We had a lot of students upset about the death of RBG. Our rage room was helpful in getting that out. So what do they do? They, they, the, the way it worked is students write with magic markers on white salad plates. What was worrying them, frustrating, angering them. Then after they put on a plexiglass face mask, in addition to the standard cloth mask, they smash the plate 
and a three-sided black tent set up for that purpose. What is you're not helping them? This is this is embarrassing and pathetic. You write on the plate what's wrong. A lot of our students upset by the death of RBG. Listen to this quote. This is, again, in the Providence Journal story at Salvay. Thomas Mannion, the death of RGB was so shocking. She's an 87-year-old woman who's been battling cancer. But there was nothing shocking about that unless you're not paying attention to the news. She hasn't been able to be on the court. She has not been in good health for most of this year. Her death was so shocking. An 87-year-old woman for the past year that's been dying of cancer is shocking. 150 students turned out for the event. It was also paired with voter registration drive discussion of food truck. A few dozen students then showed up for a scaled-down event Saturday afternoon. So you write down what's upsetting you, and then you smash the plate. Do you think they're gonna, it's going to end there? Gee, I wonder if there'll be anything broken in the dorms or the apartments. Ginsburg became more widely known after two successful films, the Oscar-nominated RBG and on the basis of sex starring Felicity Jones. A whole set of younger admirers knew her as the notorious RBG. There was much else for the students to talk about. I think election years are tough for college kids, Mannion said. It's our first voting election, and that's stressful. Folks, is there anyone feeling, I've never, I, I am, I've never felt stress about voting in an election. You don't have to run in the election. Never mind if you were in college. You know, it's just so stressful. It's so tough for us because we're in college and we're voting. Her, her, the death of an 87-year-old woman who was dying of cancer was shocking to us. Isabel Sullivan and Ashley Dwyer, two juniors who identified themselves as minority students. Now, notice... How the journal phrases that. They don't they no longer write their minorities. They identify they identify as a minority. As as I may start to, hey, I'm Juan. I identify as an illegal alien. Um listen to this quote. This, there is fear of what could happen with the election coming up. It's a loss of control and helplessness. About everything from COVID to a series of events that don't stop. Think of this, think of this quote, said Sullivan. Isabel, Isabella Sullivan. There is a fear of what could happen with the election. What, what's going to happen with the election? You attend Salve in Newport. You're completely removed from the... You're living in a safe little college bubble. In Newport, Rhode Island, of all places. It's a fear of what could happen. It's been a lot of mixed experiences the past year, whether it's racial unrest, the current political climate or COVID. It meant lost hopes and expectations. Kylie Krauss, a freshman, said, my concern is the state of America now. I've never considered myself a political person until this most recent upcoming election. It's the racial injustices that have been happening that bother me most. It's really heartbreaking. So much is going on in the world. It's very frustrating, said Ethan Barrett, a freshman. The Black Lives Matter movement, all the injustices that a lot of communities should concern all of us. It's good, it's, it's good to be an ally. There are things Black Lives Matter and equal rights we should all agree on. 
said Ava Scafani, a freshman. The fact that people don't agree really bothers me. There are things like Black Lives Matter and equal rights. What rights are not equal in America? What we have witnessed are primarily black men resisting arrest. They have the right to do that, I guess, but multiple students, including freshman Sarah Krause, Lane Bush, Carolee Fien, Thomas Buckman, Sarah Hall, focused on the pandemic. I'm from California, so it was frustrating to sit through 14 days of quarantine as soon as I arrived on campus, said um, Sarah Hall. I didn't have my parents with me. It was hard. She flew from, excuse me, California to attend Salve. Who's going from California to attend Salve? What frustrates me is we have to sit six feet apart and wear masks all the time. It's hard to meet people and make friends. Well, not everyone is following that. I didn't have my parents with me. Maybe this is someone who should not be attending college on the other side of the, of the country. You know, if anything, this business of 14 days of quarantine, that's because they were coming into Rhode Island from California. So maybe, perhaps, this is someone who should have chosen a college in California. I'm definitely frustrated by other people still going out and not taking the pandemic seriously. It's putting everyone else at risk. I play soccer and my season has been canceled, said Hannah Rossman, a sophomore. We're practicing, but we're not playing any games. It's upsetting. And then I can't see my boyfriend because he's in my hometown, Glassbury, Connecticut. Can't see people because of COVID restrictions. Some of the rage was intensely personal. I have a lot of rage, said Claire Noonan, a junior before spending time writing down what's been bothering her. I was studying abroad at Oxford. When that got cut short because of COVID, I fell in love with a guy there. We were going to go backpacking around Europe at the end of the school year. That all got ripped away. There were more immediate stresses for her as well. I just got out of audition, so I want to release my anxiety about it. Then I'm starting to be a teacher, and I have a lot of nerves about whether I'm ready to take on a classroom. I work with special ed kids. My brother's autistic. He's the best. We're really close. Some of the students had so many frustrations. Just a few, just a few used the word rage that they wrote on multiple plates. Where did the plates come from? A national vendor called Smash the Rage provided the setup. They, somebody learned about it at a national conference. So before the plates were thrown, a junior founded the free speech. This is at Salve. Moderated Zoom discussion about what to do with the rage. So what you do is you write down what's wrong and then you smash it in a tent. Now, to me, that sounds like a temper tantrum. Uh, I don't think this is helping them. You can't, I, I don't think, you, you know, you can't go through life. You have to learn to deal with there's going to be disappointment in life. There's going to be different stress in life. Um. It's it's some of them seem a little immature to be away. Maybe some of for, for instance, the the student from California. You know, I had to quarantine for 14 days. I don't know anyone. I didn't have my parents with me. Maybe that's someone that should have just gone to school in California. Not you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And going all the way across the country uh, because of what's going on. Be no shame in doing something like that. But I'm going to play uh, also, folks, some more sound 
of this whole situation where they are they're coming apart at the seams. And this business of, you know, democracy, the rules that it's not fear and it must be stopped. And it I don't think it's bad for the Trump team because I think my my view is let everyone see how immature and just unhinged this whole crowd is. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today. Now, if you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401 401- 272-3340. Now, let me ask you, did someone hit your vehicle over the weekend? Were you in an accident, whether it's a um, small fender bender or someone nearly totals your vehicle? You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. Call them 272-3340, 401-272-3340. If someone hit your vehicle, now, I had my vehicle damaged by some of the protesters. Was it in a car accident? I had to get it fixed, and I brought it to West Fountain. And, folks, they repaired it fantastic. Paint job excellent. They fixed the side mirror that had been smashed. Uh, The protester that spray-painted on my car, so they had to paint over that. Kenny Patricia did a fantastic job. Folks, I'm suggesting you bring your vehicle to where I brought mine, and they did a great job. West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272. 3340-272-3340 West Fountain Auto Body. If you were in an accident, someone damaged your vehicle, you need to get it fixed. They'll do it right the first time. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. West Fountain Auto Body. 272-3340. 272-3340 West Fountain Auto Body. Well, folks, good afternoon. This business of uh, AOC and and the threatening um, it's it's very very uh, concerning, and but she let her be the voice right now going forward. Here's uh, more of AOC. Of law breaking in the Trump administration, I believe that Attorney General Barr is unfit for office, and um, and that he has pursued potentially law breaking behavior. That being said. <laughs> Um, this is these are procedures that are in decisions that are largely up to House Democratic leadership. But um, but I believe that also we, we must consider, again, all of the tools available to our disposal and that all of all of these options should be entertained and on the table. You know, I, I like her being the face of this whole thing. Let her have more visibility. Let her have more visibility because I think it it helps the president's case. I do. Um, And the same thing, you know, let the left speak out, whether it's AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or whether or not it is Elizabeth Warren. Because instead, you're going to see a very reasonable president. president Senate majority united in their commitment to selecting Nominees who believe in applying the Constitution as written, right? Both the White House and the Senate majority have a moral duty to fulfill the promises they made to the voters. And that is exactly what we're going to do. We said that if for any reason we have a vacancy on the United States Supreme Court, we will fill that vacancy. We're not going to say... And by the way, we have plenty of time. There's a lot of time. You know, you're talking about... You're talking about January 20th, right? Fill that seat. I love it. 
is the new chant. So we will uphold equal justice under yes. the law for citizens of every race, color, religion, and creed. I will be putting forth a nominee next week. It will be a woman. And that was President Trump over the weekend, and, and I like that. And they should, because, and I'll tell you why, look at, you have Senator Reid and Senator Whitehouse, and they were under attack yesterday. No one's going to tell me differently. You know, the media is not fully playing out just how obnoxious that group was yesterday. As a matter of fact, I haven't even, let me play, I'll play both packages, Channel 10 and, and Channel, uh, Channel 10 and Channel 12. Rally held asking Reed Whitehouse stop Trump's replacement pick on the Supreme Court as if they could. I'm gonna I want to play it and then I'll fill in the blanks for you. Folks, this portion of the program is brought to you by R Roofing. Now listen, if it's time for a new roof, if you're thinking of getting a new roof, call Richard Rossi at R and R Roofing, 401-823-1330. 823-1330. Free estimate over 40 years in business, all types of shingle flat roofs. This is a great time to replace your roof. Call R&R Roofing today, 823-1330. Let's hear... um this is um, succeed Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg sometime this week. Ginsburg died Friday, and while memorial service is still in the planning stages, the political this battle the Channel 12 what happens with that vacant seat on the high court already heating up. 12 News reporter Eric Ritchie joins us live with how some Rhode Island residents took their message to the state's U.S. senators. And Pat, good morning to you. You know, for a woman who contributed so much to the landscape of our nation, she really were progressive two days of mourning going after the battles began brewing. Reed and White House. Her. Here in Rhode Not Island, Friday and Saturday, that candlelight vigils were held in our capital city, but those quickly pivoted yesterday into rally cries for action. What do we want? What do we want? If we are better, we'll burn it down. Justice, this crowd says, rests in the hands of Democratic senators like Rhode Island Senators Jack Reed and Sheldon Whitehouse. And that's who they directed the message What do we want? Justice. When do we want it Trump now? And, and if we don't get it, we'll burn it down. They want the senators to know that this group, organized by the Coalition for Reproductive Freedom, expects them to do everything in their legislative power to prevent the nomination and confirmation of a Supreme Court justice until after the November election. We want specifics. We want them to say that they are going to hold up the sessions for as long as they can. We want to know specifically what are they going to do to make sure that we never get to the point where we can even consider appointing a Supreme Court justice. While we know Democrats don't have a majority in the Senate, Senate Democrats are far from powerless in trying to fight this illegitimate seizure. Aaron Bruggenberg with the perm. Reed and White House releasing this joint statement yesterday, agreeing with the ralliers, saying, quote, we will work uphill and seize the moral high ground to advance equality and opportunity for all. We will continue more. They're not doing anything. They can't do anything. What do you mean they're going to, what are they going to do? They're outnumbered. Why doesn't anyone just say that? And why are they targeting them? Why wasn't it just said, and I know Eric, I've known Erica Ritchie a long time. Maybe she didn't want to say what the quote was. I can tell you, if those were Trump supporters and Republicans, they would have said, and they made threats about violence and burning things down. And 
Um, I mean, that's the way it would have gone. Folks, again, remember, if it's time for a new roof, call R&R Roofing today at 823-1330. 823-1330. R&R Roofing. Uh, online, check the website. It's r&rroofingri.com. But free estimate over 40 years of business and all work is guaranteed. R&R Roofing. If it's time to replace that roof, call R&R Roofing today. 823 823- 1330, 823-1330 for R&R Roofing. Let me just quickly hear the uh, Channel 10 part. Folks, we have another hour to go on this Monday. We have a lot more to go next hour. And also, there was a big court victory that uh, didn't get a lot of attention I'm going to tell you about here in Rhode Island. Here we go. Hundreds of people in Providence were trying to send as they rallied in the city. They're calling on Rhode Island's U.S. Senators to hold off on filling the Supreme Court vacancy until after the November election. The night team's Connor Cyrus was there as they marched earlier today. He joins us live in Providence with their message. Connor? Good evening, Dan. A lot of people that showed up today tell me that they're fearful of the future, especially if President Trump and the Republican Party get their pick up for a Supreme Court justice passed. But at the heart of all of this, people just want to remember the legacy of Justice Ginsburg. Well, that's Ginsburg really embodied so many principles. Hold up. That, that is not what that was about yesterday. That was not a tribute to Ginsburg. I already have a problem with this report. No, it wasn't. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death this was not a tribute to her. This was anti-Trump comparing the president to Hitler. This was not a tribute to her. If President Trump and the Senate Republicans approve a conservative justice to fill the vacancy. DACA could get overturned, which there's lots of immigrants in the Rhode community that would be affected by that. Other rights, including reproductive rights granted under Roe versus Wade, are protected by foolishness all right folks we have another hour to go uh it was not a, a tribute to her there, there was a violent message there about burning things down and destroying things all right here's what we're gonna do it's john DePietro on this monday we're gonna break for the one o'clock news and then uh, we have another full hour to go the power hour is next we are going to um i have a guest coming there was a big legal victory in rhode island for workers rights we're going to tell you uh, about that so right now it's one o'clock